Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast, episode two, titled What Is It Being a Dad, part one. We just wanted to explain before we get into the episode why it's called part one. So when we originally recorded the conversation, we thought we did a pretty good job covering the topic, but then we agreed after the fact that there's so much more that goes into being a dad. So we want to make sure that we cover that topic entirely. So we are going to visit this conversation at a later date, obviously making that part two. We just wanted to keep you guys in the loop so you didn't think that this was a one and done for this conversation and be a little disappointed that we might not have covered the topics that you think would be what is being a dad. So we are going to revisit it. With that being said, let's just jump into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, so I did bring something, right? It's not like I want to surprise you every okay. time that we yeah, do a podcast. Yeah, that's definitely right? what you're doing that's so theme, far. Right, is that I just surprise you with some <laughs> shit. But uh, the topic of the episode yeah. is what? Do you want to just jump in? Of course, yeah. All right. What to know before you have a family. All right, so we're talking families. We're talking uh, what I wish I knew before I was a dad, what I know now that I am a dad. Yeah. Right, and we're obviously going to try, you know, if it gets into it, uh our experiences with our fathers, right? Yeah. Which is going to be, oh. right, intense if we, you know, if we get to that spot. So if we're going to be talking about families and everything, it just felt right that it's a big conversation, uh-huh. right? That, so we need big drinks. Okay. And when I saw this, so, this is so exaggerated, by the way. <laughs> big drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I never seen these before. Bro, I was, uh, buy a beer yesterday and I looked down and these things were so fucking ridiculously <laughs> huge like comedically big and I was like I'm gonna buy two of them oh and I'm just gonna throw God. one at Larry I'm gonna grab one it's a fucking 32 ounce bottle of oh Modelo and I'm like yeah let's do it oh my gosh wow yeah this is perfect this is perfect <laughs> because I forgot to bring some so I'm and the thing is You brought drinks yeah. the last couple times, and I'm like, it's going to be weird if he brings more, and this time he goes, you want a beer? And I say, no, <laughs> right? Because then I'm going to have to drink that beer uh-huh. in order to make him not feel suspicious, uh-huh. and then I'm going to bring out these bigger ones. You can't already, you know, this has to be the drink. Right. Right? So yeah. just a cheers. Cheers, bro. To this episode. Yep. And I was going to fuck around and uh, like, get a brown paper bag just to really put everything Make us together. Feel like we're on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> really put the obvious together, but yeah. pe- brown paper bag probably not going to mesh well with an audio podcast. So that's nah. probably the best idea. Yeah. Do it. Everything is going to sound like somebody sneaking through the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought that shit was going to be hilarious because nah. this is so stupid. <laughs> it's so, it's so, like, no sane person. Should be drinking. This is a drink of a depressed individual. I agree. Right? Like, if you got, man, I can't wait to get off work and grab myself 230 out. <laughs> 232 out. Like, hope you really try to drink a gallon of Modelo? <laughs> you ain't drinking a gallon of water a day, but you going down one of these. Yeah, word. And what's crazy is this looks like the kind of bottle where dude wake up first thing in the morning and just crack it open. Yeah. He's like, oh, I got this to last me till the afternoon. <laughs> And then I get another one around eleven o'clock. No, nah, but if you're drinking this, like, you will drink it until like four four a.m. Uh-huh. Knowing that you got to be at work at six a.m. Uh-huh. And you 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 don't miss a beat. You there you there at six a.m. People don't even know that you drank till four a.m. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna know because you are gonna smell like Cause a fucking thirty two ounce. That's a couple of sprays of 
<laughs> cologne, but if you're drinking this on a regular, yeah. you got to be a professional. Word. And also an alcoholic. But I don't think, I've never sucked dick for alcohol. So, like, you can't really be addicted to something if you didn't suck dick for it. Where, who's, who made that up? What, it's called what, addicted. Uh, right? Uh, so, they got, a dick has a to be dick, involved. Addict it. If, <laughs> A dick has to be there if I'm going to be claiming that I'm addicted to something. Got you. If I ain't suck dick for it, then I don't got a problem. Heard you. There it is. So if you just suck dick for free, does that mean? Then you're you're addicted to dick. (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) Yo, that's fucking funny. I'm not sitting here judging anybody that do it. I'm just breaking it down. Like, Oh, man. You might be right. I am right. (laughs) It's not even a question. I have full confidence. Gosh. Wow. I don't even know how you got us here this early. Like, just full force into George mode. (laughs) Delicious. Bro, the thing is, is I brought it yesterday, right? Uh Because I brought a six-pack of Blue Moon, and that's when I saw them. And I guess you can say it's a problem when you have to sneak beer or alcohol into the crib, right? Because I know Alina's is going to be like, the fuck are you spending on? Like, you know? So I was like, she can see the six pack. Yeah. But I'm not going to let her know that I brought two 32 ounce. I brought a gallon of Modelo. <laughs> like, and I had to sneak it in the crib. And then I had to sneak it out this morning before I went to work. And we got a fridge at work. So I had to sneak it in the fridge oh at work. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You're a fucking James Bond mission <laughs> for some Modelo. For a troll gift. Just a little fucking yeah. gag gift. That's but all I mean. of that definitely does speak uh, alcoholic. Like, all the, obviously, it's not just for me. But if it was, if I was sneaking thirty-two ounce bottles in the car before or after work, uh, I think you got a problem. I yeah, I agree. So tell me, man, you had some time to think over the last week about this topic. Uh, what what people should know out there? Um, what it's like to be a dad. I think. Uh, that's a lot, right? Because you're responsible for a human being. Yeah. And not only just keeping them alive, but you are responsible for making sure they grow up to be civilized individuals. And if they aren't civilized, right, at least show them how to get away with things. Okay. So right? kind of like Dexter. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So if you're going to do it, make sure you don't get caught. You could do it, just right. don't get caught, because that's the problem is getting caught. Um, but no, in all seriousness, uh, the idea of being responsible for somebody always uh-huh. scared me because who the fuck am I to be responsible for somebody else? Right. I mean, you guys see the intro to this <laughs> podcast. You think like, oh, this guy takes care of a kid. It's going to be like, no, but I do actually. Yeah. You know, and I got another one on the way. Yeah, no, it's scary. If there's one word to define it, to, to, to like put it all together, it's like, oh, what is it to be a dad? I think it's just scary because it can go wrong at any moment. And you can put in so much time to uh, create a relationship and, it you know, whatever may happen in the future, whether it's one thing or another, it can crumble, I think, right? So the biggest thing is trying to build the base early uh, because, I mean, I haven't had the best experiences with, like, my dad, Yeah. right? So uh, I think I put off being a dad. I didn't want kids. No? Like, 100% didn't want kids. Uh, when me and Alina first started dating, like, that was the thing. I didn't want kids. Uh, we would have, like, not me and her, but, like, me and some friends, you know, 
chewing the shit, having drinks. Yeah. Somehow that topic comes up because guys talk about that. Believe it or not, guys talk about that shit. All right. Uh, you guys get drunk and one thing leads to another topic. Yeah. You guys are talking about whether you want kids or not. Yeah. Right. Um, so we had that conversation years ago. I was like 22, something like that. I didn't want kids. One, because I'm not, I'm a horrible human being. Right. Like <laughs> valid. I'm like, I'm like really like not the best person. Right. So the karma alone is just like, you don't want to deal with it. Uh, so I was like, and Alina's is not far behind. I'm not saying here saying she a saint either. <laughs> All right. Cause she got a mouth on her. She'd be saying some crazy shit. So I was like, nah, the karma's not on our side. Like, I'm trying um, to use that as a valid excuse. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest thing is, is like seeing my relationship with my dad. I was like, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, helps help a baby be born into this world. And then I'm not 100% invested in this person's life. Um, because you sent me a statistic earlier, yeah. which is crazy. Uh, which, one, which one was it? It was like one-fourth of every household? Yeah, like a little over one-fourth, actually. One, a little over one-fourth of every house, household uh, kids grow up without a father. Like, that's crazy. How are yeah. you going? I mean, I get it. The funnest part is over, right? <laughs> Which is what? Waiting around nine months to see what was going to happen? No, turkey-based. Ah, okay. <laughs> right? That's the funnest part. Okay. Uh, but it's just crazy that you guys don't want to stick around. And it's not to say that it's uh, always on the guy, though. Because it's not. There's plenty of situations where men want to be in their kids' lives, and the woman doesn't want that to be. Whatever the fact it may be, whether the woman knows this is a shitty dude, I don't know. But I've heard, I know situations. Yeah. And seen them in real life where the guy is not a bad guy and it's just a toxic woman who wants more control over somebody. And now she has the say so of you can't see your kid. That's why when uh, a woman you don't want to have kids with, like, you know, has sex with you, they call it trapping you, right? Because, yeah. like, people on the outside probably know looking in, like, this dude is too good for her. Like, what's the catch here? Oh, now she got a kid. Oh, he's trapped. Yeah. Because now she's got leverage over somebody she otherwise probably shouldn't be in fucking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The idea of being trapped is like, it's a financial thing. Yep. Right? Because usually it's always financially motivated. Uh, But then not far behind it is trapping the good guys. Because you don't want them to go anywhere. Right? You know that they're faithful or you have an idea that... Uh, you've had bad experiences in the past with some, some of the dudes. Yeah. And if you trap this guy with a baby, they're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And if they're a good enough guy, they're not going to go anywhere because they have to see it through. They have this kid. And the best way to raise a kid on paper is so that they have both parents. That's true. That is a proven, well, it's a supported fact. I don't know if you can say anything to proven other than that water is wet. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, don't you love the idea though? Like, I love speaking for women, mm-hmm. right? In this in this area, because man, they're gonna hate it. <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" To say why women trap dudes? Yeah, I don't need to have a pussy to know <laughs> what the fuck is going on in there when y'all trying to trap a motherfucker. Like, it's not obvious. Yeah, there's only so many fucking choices. Y'all there. not that difficult to figure out sometimes. All right, you like to play it. Like y'all puzzle, but sometimes you're easy to read. The 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 scariest thing is just 
taking the first plunge and for the longest just not wanting it. So why even do it? It's because uh, I fell in love. Yeah. Right. And when you fall in love, you want to give that person everything that they're asking for. And um, sometimes it's kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Alina's didn't want to move forward and live a life where she's not raising a kid. And I, I'm madly in love with her, and I want to give her the world. And if a kid is that world, it's my responsibility to figure it out within myself and give her the world. Um, so, I mean, I had a lot of, like, internal arguments. I had to figure it out, fight my demons, because it's not fair for my issues to be the, the gate yeah. that stops her from having a kid or having what she wants. Damn. You always dropping some profound shit like out of nowhere. Like <laughs> it's like, yo, I and when I tell you I've learned so much from you over this over the last couple of years I've known you. It's like because you're just a regular dude. Regular dude, like no Ivy League degree, nothing. I like could that. never. But, they won't let me in. <laughs> but you always say some shit like you've like you've lived a fucking full adult life already. Because people don't even people are not even going to catch what you said is that you weren't going to let your issues, or rather, it wasn't fair to the woman that you love to let your issues stop her from getting what she wants. Yeah, like that's crazy. I mean, I don't know. It's just a selflessness, bro. Yeah, from the most selfish person, I consider myself to be so selfish. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't know. The right woman will make you doubt yourself and make you figure some shit out. A woman. I've always said this to, like, my friends. Like, a woman is going to do one or two things, right? They're either going to push you forward to better yourself or they're going to destroy your fucking life (laughs) in any way, shape, or form. They're doing that. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Because the right one, I I got to find the right one, right? You know, we've been together since senior year of high school. Uh, So it's been 11, 12 years. And... Believe me, I've had my problems. I've had my ups and downs. Um, Biggest demon I fight is anger issues. Um, And that's another thing that I was always afraid of is passing on those anger issues to my kids. Because that's the demon that haunts my my family history. Like from my dad to his dad to my brother, my siblings, my mom, me. All anger issues. Because it's the easiest emotion to display. Right? You, You can't. You don't really have to explain unless you somebody who cares comes in after the fact and has a conversation about why you acted the way you acted. But anger is just the easiest thing to to, to put out. Yeah. Um it's the easiest way to cover up any other emotion because it's the loudest. Um the only time I think it really, you know, fails is once the sadness kind of goes over it. Yeah. You know, and then you have that breaking point. Yeah. Um, but having, you know, anger issues was the scariest thing because I don't want my kids to face that demon the way that I've been facing it my whole life. I would have never known that about you. Yeah, dude, I've had, I have, I've had the worst situations, like uh, just not being able to handle it right, like yeah. breaking phones, punching walls, you know what I mean? Just yeah. whatever I need to do to get the focus away from what the fucking problem is. Yeah. I'm going to do it in in the name of anger because that's the easiest way to do it. You know, it's crazy as you're saying that. Um, Like, I've always had that as well, but it's never been. 
uh, destructive, I guess. Maybe more like internally destructive, like mm-hmm. cause me to self-sabotage and, um, you know, like break down, shut down, stuff like that, as opposed to like exerting it on the physical world. But like watching my little brother grow up with like, you know, a bad temper has made me realize that adding like more effective communication around how you feel about shit can help to like tame some of that anger. Because if like, if somebody's pissing you off at work, like you get an email or something from your boss, something crazy, like it's hard to dispel that anger. You're at work. The only other way would be to for you to like write an email back saying, hey, you know, I'm having a hard time trying to figure this out. Because if you don't do something like that, what do you do? You hold on to it. Yeah. Or you go home and take it out on people who ain't got nothing to do with it. Yep, yep. So like I, I learned a lot of that shit through therapy. Like, like because I was never the type of person like to be vocal about my emotions or even to like uh, even admit that they are, are real. Yeah. So... Um, learning and, how to talk about stuff. And the good old days are gone. You know what I mean? You can't come home and hit your wife anymore. <laughs> right? Turn your son into a serial killer. <laughs> Go outside and skin deer. Like, All right. Unfortunately, I missed that window. Yeah. Right? So, uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, he got to walk that one back. Somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah. yeah somebody just, just got fucking triggered. <laughs> but no, uh, and I still have anger issues. Yeah. Um, but I think now that I have a kid, I feel like I think about it more, yeah. right? So, because now I have to teach him how to deal with his issues, right? Like, you can't just throw a tantrum. And the thing is, my son's two. Yeah. And already, my man, I mean, he's two, so it's not like he's figured anything out. But my man began upset and started throwing his toys or whatever. And I'm like, in the back of my mind is like, is that because he's two? Or is it because he's already displaying, yeah. you know, uh, displaying some anger issues? Yeah. I don't know. And that's always like because I had that fear before, that fear is never going to go away. Right. Unfortunately, DNA plays a large part of who we turn out to be. Really? Yeah. Like in an emotional standpoint? Yeah. Oh. Well, apparently, like you can carry trauma through generations, which is like. So that's why black people are so mad. That's what people argue. It's like you start out as slavery where, you know, all kind of crazy shit's happening. And even if it wasn't like through you teaching your child how to react or protect themselves in certain instances, uh, like your DNA in some way remembers it. That's why they like try to tell women who, or they, they, there was a study I read one time that basically suggests that women who are physically abused while they're pregnant tend to have kids who are angrier because they're already born in like this sort of fight or flight mentality. I don't know. dude. Yeah. I feel like that's, uh, how do you, how do you monitor that? How do you get to that point? How do you experiment and figure that out? Like if a woman's being abused and they have a kid, chances are, She's still being abused after yeah. the kid, and now the kid is witnessing said abuse. So, yeah, he's going to have the, the, those feelings, and it's yeah. all going to kind of circle around because he's witnessing it. I don't know how 
it gets, I don't know. I can't, I, I'm not going to sit here and say it's not true, but I can't wrap my head around that. I'm sorry. It's not like it's your statistic. Yeah, you yeah, didn't do the experiments, <laughs> but whoever did, I yeah. can't see it. It's yeah. not me. I don't know. Maybe we should, maybe we'll look at an article or something. What we need there. to do is we need to get four different women. Uh, nope. No. Nah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Not doing no Dr. Kevorkian shit. Uh, you like, know, I was just trying to do it in the name of science. If you're not sure. about it, then I guess we can cut it right now. That's how they started out, cutting motherfuckers' heads open. Like, I think we should know how big his brain was. <laughs> like, nah, we can roll it back, George. But yeah, so, I mean, once we made the decision to have kids, uh, I mean, it's it feels like when you're with the right person, like it's the easiest decision in the world, right? Because... You know, you're you see the the best versions of the people that you fall in love with, and you see the worst. It's not like I mean, you know, they say that what is it? You have like uh, love blinds you or whatever. Yeah, and I I think it does for a little while, uh-huh. all right. But after a certain amount of time, <clears throat> where you're not uh, blinded by it, uh, I think that's lust. First of all, <laughs> lust is probably the Very love true. that blinds you. Very true. Uh, and once you've gone inside multiple times. <laughs> Um, it kind of, you know, you kind of go in, <laughs> it kind of gets rid of it. Yeah. All right. Once you start like thinking about potentially having kids with a person, you do start to dissect them in every way, shape and form. So like one of the questions that you had written down is like, how did you know that you were with the right person? Yeah. Uh, that's, I think an impossible answer to it or an impossible question to answer. All right. Because. Unless that person already has kids, then you're kind of making up scenarios in your head as to how they will handle situations. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? Obviously, you've, if you've known them long enough, you can compare and contrast how they handled other situations and maybe uh, use that as a suggestion on how they would handle a situation with a kid. Did either of y'all have nieces or nephews before you had kids? Um. So she has a nephew, but she barely sees him. Um, then she has two nie- two nephews and a niece. The ones that live in New York, uh-huh. their dad is like a prime example. And I, now I only get to see him every now and again. It's not like I'm spending every week with him or every day. But he's a prime example of like, to me, what a good dad is. They used to be like, you know, either get loud, obviously, fight. Right. Um, or just start wilding in the crib, uh-huh. whatever. And the way he would handle those situations, I was like, damn, I ain't never seen it like that. Right. Because it was like he would like pull them to the side or he would have a conversation and he would explain like, yo, you don't do this because so and so. Right. This is not right. Maybe we can do this in our house, right. but we're not in our house. Right. You have to respect this house. You have to respect this and that. And if you're not doing it, you're disrespecting them. Can he adopt me? Right. Oh, right. Damn. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know you. You not. You don't get straight to hitting them. <laughs> Where's the smack? You know, like, why are these kids not getting their ass whooped? Yeah. And it was like, nah. <laughs> you don't need to always hit your fucking kids. Yeah. So he would like talk to them, and they would adjust their behavior. And I was like, damn, you could do that. I, I get. Yeah, I guess that is something I never really thought about. Like, why do so many parents use fear? As a way to correct their kids. Because I, now this is again just a guess. Your own personal right? I think uh, what happens is there's a, there's a line in the sand that has to be drawn, right? You 
you can't be friends with your kids. I've always heard yeah. that in movies. I've heard that in shows. I agree. Right? Is you can't be friends with your kids um, because it's just not going to work out. They have to, they can't, it, it's never been they have to respect you is they have to fear you. Okay. What, you're say, what you say goes. Okay. That's why, like, in our house, um, for, for a while, it was always like, wait till your dad hears about this. Yeah. Right? Because now your dad is the, um, the scary figure that you have to deal with. He's the consequences. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I've never had a conversation with my parents on whether that was just organic or if that was a responsibility that my mom put on my dad or if that was just the way that my dad wanted to do it. I have no idea because I feel like doing that, if you're creating an environment with your, where your dad is the, the consequences, um, all you're really doing is having your kids hate the dad yeah. because everything in, 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 I'm not saying that it's the mom's fault in any way, shape, or form. Because right. if that is the the setup where the dad is the consequence, right? And he's okay with that. That's what he wants to do. These kids need to understand what I say goes or else. If that's it, then the dad has another responsibility where he has to have conversations with his kids. And he needs to build a relationship with those kids to where they understand that that's not all that he is. Because then if that is then that relationship is gone and that's going to be some kind of like trauma in some way, shape or form that the kids now have to figure out. And they might not be able to decipher what the fuck even happened until they're older. And at yeah. that point, that relationship may be done. Yeah. I had asked you those, that question about um, if either of you had nieces or nephews prior to having kids because you said there's no way of telling how that other person is going to be as a parent or how you are even going to be as a parent. If you don't have kids, so I was wondering if like maybe y'all had some kind of practice outside of it. I've never seen her like super hands on yeah. with uh, either the nieces and nephews, and I didn't really give it any thought. I don't, I, I don't know. I can't speak for her. I can't say that she analyzed how I was with my nephew. Any time that I was engaging with my nephew, it was always in the back of my head like, "This is how you're going to treat your kids." Ah, okay. So it was always practice i guess in my yeah. head right it was like if i can't do this with my nephew chances are i won't be able to do it with my son uh so i held a responsibility in that demeanor mm. where i had to create my responsibility like i had to create that responsibility for me in that situation i think that's awesome that you're aware of enough of like your future and your present at the same time so i'm going to use this as an opportunity yeah i feel like uh i can't really speak on when it happened um i think Maybe it was when I decided to get engaged where I definitely started kind of holding myself responsible for everything, where I started to look inward and stop blaming other people for my problems, my responsibility to fix it. It was my responsibility to make better what I had created. But I'm not saying here saying I'm a perfect person because the Lord knows that I'm not. Definitely. No, I just thought that if I'm going to get married and you know what's going to happen after you get married, especially when you are in love with this person, is you're going to have kids. Unless you truly don't care about the future of your kids, then you're going to change yourself. You're going to mold yourself to be who you want your kids to become. For all of y'all dudes out there, I hope y'all heard what he said. He said he takes responsibility, and he's not blaming anybody else, and it's his job to fix it. 
And that's powerful, bro. Yeah. But that's only when I decided to get engaged. If you're still out here fucking around, you don't have to do that. <laughs> uh, you could, you know. Shut the fuck Accountability up. is not your problem <laughs> if you don't decide to do that. But yeah, no, the idea of changing your behaviors or yourself uh, and attempting to become the person you want your kids to become. Yeah, I mean, that's a strong. That, that I think you have to do it if you give two shits about who your kids are going to become. Yeah, for sure. You want kids? I do. How many? That's a stupid fucking question. I hate that fucking question. <sighs> I hate that fucking question because I don't fucking. I, don't I might be cool after the first one. I don't know this kid. I might. It might be fine. He <laughs> might. He might kill me yeah. before I get the chance to make a second one. But no, I hate. I hate that fucking question. And yet you asked it. Yeah, because <laughs> it has to be asked. Uh. I don't know. I always thought about having kids, but I never thought about how many. I talk to people now. <laughs> I talk to people now who have kids. Like most have one kid so far, and everybody's like, "Yeah, I'm good with this one." Like this one has made it very clearly. I'm just a one-off kind of parent. And who's saying that? Is that the dude or is that definitely both of them? dudes? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. <laughs> we're always good. We don't need all that. Right? Whether it's a boy or a girl, I'm cool. I don't need to create a football team of people to love me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need it. Haven't really ran into the guy that's had a kid and was like, well, I want four more. Yeah. I haven't met that dude. And I don't want to because fuck that guy. He's probably too nice. <laughs> He's probably like the Hollywood dad. Who's, oh, come on, Billy. I'll take you out to the store for some ice cream. Nick Cannon over yeah. here with 15 kids. <sighs> yeah, bro. I don't even know. <laughs> but how the thing is, is that he's not doing it with the same one. So he. And y'all letting him get away with that shit. Right. That's crazy. In the name of. Why is he. A, how, why, how come? Why could he just be out here having kids with whoever he wants uh-huh. and all the women is like. Because that fucking money talk. Yeah, bro. right. Yeah. Money fake talk. Yeah, shit. money talk, bro. I could do whatever I want if I had money. I can fuck whoever I want with. <laughs> mm, getting a little Harvey weinstein over there. I don't got the money, so we'll never figure it out. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know, man. Like, I might be good with one. Yeah. I might be Have good you had one. these conversations with Abby? Yes, definitely. She wants twins, which for me is like. It's not even a thing you can control. Yeah. If we're going to have a conversation about how many we want, I, let's have a realistic conversation. <laughs> I've never seen somebody pray so hard. Like consecutive days of prayer. You're gonna need to pray to different gods for For sure. sure. There ain't no way one is gonna do it. And she's gonna have to do some like uh, witchcraft. Oh god. Something she's gonna be like, Well, I have to sit on my I have to I have to lay upside down on my head for twelve hours. You're gonna Game of Thrones, my baby. (laughs) (laughs) Come out with a fucking horse head. No, you can't. You can't be like, yeah, I want twins. And then now, if you don't give her twins, that's your fault. Yeah, my sperm ain't good enough. Yeah, yeah. Have to find Most likely, <laughs> that's gonna be the argument. But nah, if if we don't have twins, you're not. No, I'm not <laughs> it's, it's not a if we don't. Yeah. All right. The chances are so small. I wonder what the number is. Really, it's, it's probably like low 20s it has to be lower there's no way that the odds are in your favor (laughs) on giving this girl twins yeah yeah i don't know um but i also think a lot about like her health through all of that shit because it's not like it's just super easy for them to have kids like yes 
it's a, not just a dangerous thing, but it's a taxing thing. And like, I don't want to live the rest of my life. Like if, if God is so kind as to give her good health, I want her to be youthful. You know what I mean? Like I want to be able to do shit and travel the world. Like I don't want her to be so wiped from dealing with kids. Off. And I don't want that for myself. No. My life is good. I don't fuck that. And you know what you think about too? I mean, it's just because it might like we live, obviously it's not a fucking fairy tale world that we live in. Right. right. So when you do find out that your significant others having a baby, so much awful things go through your head, right? Like you think about what if she doesn't make it through labor? Like what if she gives birth and she doesn't survive? Yeah. What if it's the other way around? Like you just think about, (laughs) you just think about the worst possible shit. And that, that fucking horrible mentality of just horrible shit happening doesn't go away. Now you have to take care of your kid for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. And if you go out, for a walk in the park and you see a dog in your head, the dog's killing your kid. Oh uh, yeah. I get you. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like now you got to keep an eye out for that. Right. Or if the, the, the park has a little sidewalk with no gate, your kid's getting hit by a car. It's just like, you're thinking about every awful scenario anxiety and it's just, it's so bad. It is so bad. And it's like, the odds of this happening are probably as equivalent as you giving this girl twins. It's just not going to happen, right? <laughs> it may, but the odds are low. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be sick when she hears this shit. Uh, fucking George jinxing us. <laughs> but you, you you just think about that shit all the fucking time and it doesn't go away. It's like when me and you had a conversation about when you go to bed, like every single night in the back of your head, you got to be, perfa- like, be prepared to fight off an intruder. Right. Right. Like you never really go to bed thinking, ah. Ready to get the day over with and start tomorrow? Because no, because you're always fucking thinking about, oh, if this dude came in through this window, what would be my plan of attack? Do you do that shit? I have to. Yeah. Bruh, I make her sleep. Wherever we sleep in the room, she's on the other side. I'm closer to the door. And now throw kids into the mix, right? So now if there's, if it's you and her, fine. But now you got a baby in another room. Right. Then now you got to be like strategically, if someone comes in, how quickly can I get the baby out of that room and in this room? That's the first or thing. Or do we all go in that room? Like, yeah. what's the scenario? And then once we are in that room, am I now going out the back of the window, going downstairs and murdering the intruders? Or do I stay in the window? Like, or do I stay in the room like a bitch and to call the cops? <laughs> and now people are just in the crib. I'm right? sure movies don't help with this either. No, because I want to be. <laughs> The guy that goes, like, just climbs down the side of his house and murders everyone in there, right? And now I'm, in the, now I'm on the news as the guy that killed the intruders, Yeah, right? Yeah. You don't want to be the guy who's like, oh, no, he just stayed in the room and hid, and, like, the cops showed up and saved the day. Good thing the cops showed up, right? Because now the, I owe the cops my life and my wife my, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not cool. I got to be the one to protect everybody. Now we're going to find out which type of woman is listening, right? Woman number one says, oh, I want my man for sure to go down there and fight and kill the intruder. Woman number two says, no, I want him to stay here with me and be alive. Mm-hmm. And you know the difference between those two women is <laughs> the man, mm-hmm. right? The one that wants him to go out there and fight off the intruder definitely has some money because she's she's like, if he dies, I get that bread. <laughs> if, if she's like, well, I want him to stay in here, uh-huh. he's broke. <laughs> she she needs him to survive. Right? Wow. Wow. 
She's wow. like, no, ain't no way. If he dead, I got no money. No way that I'm not that I'm gonna keep the house and the kids all taken care of. Stay in the fucking room. How the fuck did you come up with that that fast? Because <laughs> that that is not where I thought you were taking this shit. That's how, bro. If you try, you gotta think like a woman, bro. Oh my god, all the time. That's what the fuck they're gonna do. Well, I guarantee it. It scares me that you've been around women who think like that. I don't know if they do. They haven't told me. And oh, I don't got money, oh so they're telling God. me to stay in the room. I guarantee you right now, if, if it happens tonight, Alina's is like, no, stay in here. Uh-huh. And when, if she says that, I'm like, fuck, I'm broke. Because <laughs> I know that if she would have said go out there, she would have confidence in our bank account. Yeah. Her bank account about to be because Lord yeah. knows I'm not coming back. But if she say go out, I'm fucking, I need to step my money game up. <laughs> <laughs> been on your mind today what are you thinking Uh, my biggest thing is uh can a man say to another man i love you without saying i love you man or i love you bro like if i look at you dead in your eyes and i go i love you (laughs) (laughs) you gonna think like yo this is trying to fuck me (laughs) i'm not even gonna lie i wanted to get away from this table when you did that shit (laughs) bro you can't do it. it can't be done if a dude looks at you in the I don't eyes even look at you and now. say, I love you oh. or I miss you without saying bro or man or whatever to follow, mm-hmm. he might want to fuck you. I really, <laughs> he really might. I don't know. And I've never I've never said it to another dude without following bro or man. Yeah. It might speak volumes about me, but I can't. I, I don't know. I never even thought about it. I've never been like, I love you. <laughs> Can you do it? No. I I can't. I can't. And what do you think of a dude outside of me, outside of this situation? Uh, Let's say you went out, you you had some drinks with the homies, right? And y'all leaving. And he just says, I love you and walks away. It's probably going to make me think about all of the like times it was just me and him together. And if he ever exhibited any like other. So now you're questioning his sexuality. I mean,. I don't know, George. Is I'm, I miss I, you a little easier? No. No. It's, it's, the, same it's shit. On the same level. It's the same shit. <laughs> I miss you. That doesn't Yeah, that doesn't land well. Nah, like if you if you, if you if you text me that. Yeah, because I, if I'm like if responding. we haven't seen each other, yeah. right? I, I the text message reads, "Yo, bro, mm. been a minute." Miss you, we should hang out soon. Or yeah. we should hang out soon, miss you, or something like that. Right, because now you're establishing, before we even get to the miss you, that, you know, what's up? It's been a while. This ain't gay. But I miss you. We should hang out. And you probably read it. And if I did send that, yo, bro, what's going on? Miss your ass. We should chill soon. You, what do you think? That's chilling. Well, it's because you still use bro. Yeah, but I'm saying that so that text is okay. Yeah, that text is cool. It's okay. You have no doubt in your mind, oh, he's just trying to chill. It's been a minute. That has been a minute. Let's set something up. Yeah. Now I text, hey, comma, I miss you. Want to hang out? I'm going to think somebody and stole your damn phone. (laughs) (laughs) Because, and it's not even like, I don't know. Like when I say stuff like that, Abby be like, "Oh, don't be so homophobic." Like I don't think that's homophobic. If if I don't want another man hitting on me, like I think but that's I, my he's not right. hitting on you. 
No, but that's how that text sounds. Okay. It's like you're being flirtatious. I miss you. That's like the you up. Like when dudes text me that at one in the morning, I don't even respond, bro. And he's be like my homies, like, yo, you up? Like, nah, it's one in the morning, bro. Whatever you want, I don't got. Like, damn, so I can't hit you up at one in the morning with a you up question? Fuck bro? no. That's great. Well, you, you be putting your phone on silent though. Like, my shit, phone. yeah. My shit going do not disturb at 10 o'clock. Yeah. I don't want clients calling me, texting me. I don't want nobody's fucking problems. My mom cursed me out about that shit, actually. She was like, what if I want to get in touch with you? What if something's valid, wrong? Valid. I guess something wrong. We damn. just have to figure it out. <laughs> She's on my favorites, so it should come through, but... I'm not... Hell no. Fucking ridiculous, yeah. bro. You know, like, I be texting this dude stuff about the podcast. Uh-huh. I'd be like, fuck, it's 11.30. And that shit says, delivered quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Siri knows what boundaries are. Because you can't know, like, all right, motherfucker, he got it. Like, I assure you, if he ain't respond, it's because he don't want to. Right. They ain't no notify twice, bitch. And now I got to be... Well, I know I said, well, he got it. I'm not going to hear the response till seven in the morning. <laughs> now I got to put my phone down all fucking disappointed that I'm not going to get a response. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, bro, I had a great idea for the podcast. Da 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 da. What do you think? Delivered quietly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking believe Do you question your existence? Like, yeah, man, because like I, I should have. The thing is, is like, I know it's going to be delivered quietly. Right? <laughs> First of all, there's a big ass letters on the bottom that says do not disturb on. Uh, I don't need you also being like, Mr. Brown is busy. I don't need it. Don't need it. Yeah. So when I do text, like send it, part of me like, you, you, you know, he's not reading this. So why do you send it? <laughs> if it was that important, uh, he would have read it. Yeah. Right. He's not going to see it till tomorrow. You should have just sent it tomorrow because now I'm, I'm saying I'm, <laughs> I'm on the back of the fucking uh, bike uh-huh. riding bitch waiting for you to respond. And I know it's not going to happen. You're riding bitch. I'm riding bitch right now because in this situation, I'm like, hey, um, no, it's not cool. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And you're the only dude that actually uses that. I don't know. I don't text anybody else that has their phone on fucking do not disturb after a certain moment where Siri has to check me at the fucking door and says, Mr. Brown's not seeing anyone anymore. Now I got to wait for fucking the next day. Unfucking believe it. Go fuck yourself. That's my bitch. That's my bitch. Siri be riding. I'm like, hey, Siri, that shit changed my life. Look, she she ready to go. Turn it off. (laughs) The, the The most annoyed I've seen people get is when they see that she's delivering my messages. Because I'll be walking, I got my headphones, and I can just voice to text, mm-hmm. and it'll say, sent by Siri, or whatever. Yeah, bro, Siri makes it known. Uh-huh. She's like, there's no doubt in this world, I fucking did this. I sent that text message, I sent you away. Better believe no <laughs> one's <laughs> no one's getting to Larry without getting through me. Right. And it's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Fucking kid. Fucking uh, Ultron. <laughs> Bro, just sitting here pissed, looking at my phone in disbelief that I, I'm not even mad at it. Yeah. Like at you. I'm more disappointed in myself that I let it happen. Because now, again, I'm a bitch. I just got bitched by Siri. Fuck her. You're basically like sitting on that casting couch, but nobody comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know, that, that's got to be trash, right? Yeah. Like, they're like, <laughs> 
they like, you have a seat right here. And you like, at least I get one video, right? right? It might not go nowhere, but uh-huh. it'll go somewhere. And uh, you just sit in there and fucking three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you're like, yo, where the fuck are they? And you open the door and all the lights are off. And you're like, damn. So you just let yourself out. And then you hit them up the next day like, yo, da 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 Oh, sorry, we forgot you were in there and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, that was my last resort was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't even fucking want me in there. <laughs> I went to cast the couch and they said, no. Nah, porn wasn't low <laughs> enough. <laughs> What's lower than that, bro? Yo, if I can't do porn, uh, you, you gotta go work retail. You know, <laughs> you know what's crazy is like uh, we're sitting here laughing about this shit, and I can see somebody bashing us about sex work. And, oh, yeah, disrespecting sex work. I'm like, I'm pretty sure when you were born, your dad didn't write down on his goals list to make sure that you grew up to be a porn star. He like, might have. Oh Jesus! Was he Ron Jeremy? <laughs> He's like, there's only one fucking career for you, all right? <laughs> Casting couch. Yeah. Like, wow. Bro, that shit. That was iconic. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't make it there, bro, you're done. You're done. Yeah, because OnlyFans is, I would imagine, a little bit more difficult. People gotta, yeah, because people you have way more front. competition on OnlyFans. And if you're to the point where, like, Casting Couch is, no thank you, better fucking believe ain't nobody going to be clicking <laughs> your link. <laughs> If I got the potential to go click 10 links of, like, some baddies, uh-huh. right? Casting couch didn't want you. <laughs> Ain't nobody clicking your link. You're done. Porn is over. That's not you. Wow. Yeah, at that point, you're just going to be homeless. <laughs> I love how, like, there's no other. Like, you can't go work at Best Buy. <laughs> nah, definitely not. <laughs> like, like, that's hilarious. Wow. That was funny as shit. Yeah. That was funny as shit. But you want to end the podcast? Yes, sir. I think women don't have opportunity would be a good episode for next time. All right. So next week we talk about women and the fact that they don't have opportunities, quote unquote, right? Because guys get... Bro, I've, most of my jobs, yeah. I've worked for women in yeah. every aspect. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, I'm like lowest level person in charge is a woman. I work to get to the same level as that woman person above me is a woman right the person above her is a woman and that's the situation i've been in that's the situation i'm currently at i find myself in a room full of women now maybe that says that my eligibility as a worker meets that as a requirement as a white woman wow uh so that says more about me and my uh how i got to where i am um, that I have the ability to reach goals as a white woman and not so much as a white man. Now, that's not saying that's not bad because as a colored person, you know, as a Puerto Rican, if I can match the successful uh, uh, goals of a white woman, that's valid. That's pretty good, that's valid. right? Reaching the goals of a white man. Now, that's 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 a little harder because Lord knows I can't get there. <laughs> but a white woman, I think I'm cool with. Unless it's the casting couch, right? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not trying to be on that couch. 
Yo, but I had fun with you today, bro. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to the next one. Well, to other people, goodbye. Thank you for coming to the Man Cave. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you in the next episode. Yes, sir. I'm Larry, and this is George. This is the Man Cave. It.